Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and I've got all the comrades with me as we descend into hell. Straight to hell. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. We are talking actually Tartarus. We are talking Hades. We are we've been, you know, exploring the the various realms of the underworld for the better part of the last month or so. Uh, I want to just kind of open up the, the show today, just asking you guys, like, uh, how's your overall experience with it been? How, uh, how far have we gotten? How many runs, how many runs, how many runs? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Okay. Okay. Give it to us. Give it to us. Going back to a a heated gaming moment. (laughs) Before recording today, I popped on for like, uh, two hours or so, gave a couple runs and the last run right before i had to put it down and do this recording mm-hmm. i got two theseus and the minotaur again with both of my death defiance still intact a nearly full health bar a pretty good you know doom hangover reflect i got all the good stuff nice uh kill the minotaur still have one death defiance left i'm feeling good you know theseus can't be that bad you know get him to half health and then he starts raining the little fucking Poseidon uh, bullets on so me. He, he gets he he will get a a boon from a god that you don't have. Yeah, and uh, got him down to literally hit him one more time and let Doom proc and he dies. And I got clipped by one of the the Neptune balls. Oof! Di- died right then, right as I, my spear made contact. Oh, oh so you, you get the death screen. And you're just waiting to see which one. And yeah, felt really good. I was oh, really that, happy. Oh man, that's that's rough. Um, have you been using your cast? Have you been using your your, yes. your cast ability? Because I get like fifty percent damage buff for hitting people who have uh, that in them. Which uh, what 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 cast uh, boons have you been taking? Zeus primarily. I like his uh, chain lightning. I really liked the. I like the. the as well. I like the um, the Ares blade rift. One. I like to have that one on my dodge if I'm not going to put deflect on dodge and put deflect on yeah. attack. It's too it's too fast everywhere else for me. Whereas blade rip, like I always felt my my cast was was inaccurate. Whereas so what you do with with blade blade rift on cast, particularly when you upgrade your cast where you've got more and more, because you can you can get it to up to like three, and then if you take like a chaos boon, you can get an extra one there, and you just like spam. You just spam I'm upset all your cast and it just chaos. Because they hit multiple times. Yeah, uh Chaos is a is a they them king slash queen. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody I, else, how 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 have you been uh just overall overall experience, how's it been? So this was my second time playing it. Um and I, I didn't get as much in as I did the first time, but I it's still like one of my favorite games to just pick up and i have you know since the last time i played it and this one just picked it up and you know do a few runs definitely have some frustration and have to put it away um but like overall it it's definitely one of my favorite uh you know non-pokemon games um um but yeah i i mean to me it, it has like similar uh kind of just zoning out and doing something that's you know uh, you, you have to think and 
you know, put some strategy into it, but it, it is in some sense, like a little bit could, it could be, you know, mindless and you could kind of just escape into that. Um, and I, that's fast. The, I mean, the hack and slash kind of gives you that yeah. ability, but it's, it's the speed in a way becomes a Zen like quality. Yep. Enter a For flow sure. state. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And, and that's one of the things I, I've, you know, enjoyed about the game and why I pick it up uh, every so often. I'm Mike, how far did you get? Did you, did, have you, um, I didn't get very run? far in, in the most recent one, but I have completed a run, I believe, uh, when I've, you know, first was playing it. You're prior playing it. You, yeah. beat, you beat Papa. If I didn't I never... beat him, I at least got to him. I don't know if I, I could have like put it down in frustration, but I'm, I'm 90% <laughs> sure I, I have gotten to Papa. So have you then met Mama? That's, that's the, that's that's how you know if you've met Mama. Maybe yes, I I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, I, yeah, I've not gotten through Elysium. That's where I've gotten stuck every time that I've made it that far. Have you gotten to uh, to Theseus and and the Minotaur? Yeah, that's where I that's just haven't gotten past them. I've gotten there like three times, and they've just they've they've been. I can pretty consistently kill the Minotaur now. If you just like go absolutely ham on the Minotaur and like his 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 moveset is pretty predictable. Yes. Um, so like I, I I could manage to for once I was getting there consistently, right? Um focus all concentrate all your energy on the Minotaur first. I, it was basically I was only taking damage from Theseus when it was like Yeah, that's I, the problem I have right now is juggling Theseus's uh either he creeps too close to us and he starts actually getting into melee or he will just sit there and spirit. take pot shots from afar and I have a hard time tracking his uh cursor. Yeah, it's I mean he the 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 range people in Elysium him included, you know, have the little laser sight thing that tell yeah. you where where it's going to go so you can you can get behind one of the pillars uh, to to move it. So that, like that's the key. It is is um, oh, I just pulled a tick off me. Ooh, um, uh, the uh, you gotta just you know get the Minotaur into one of the corners and just you know wail on him. I yeah. So I I, I liked this game. I think Mike. Mike's kind of, you know, lay uh, laying out of what it is 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 how I feel about this. It's a fun one to kind of return to. I can't, I you know, I probably the longest single session I put in was probably like two hours. But once you get to that point, like just this is where rogue likes, particularly at this level of rogue like kind of lose me i just i get bored eventually when i do it for too long at one mm-hmm. time like it just becomes too much of kind of the same and it even with progressing i just don't get That's as what, much joy out of it after it's after I've i end up for like spending more time in the middle runs where i'm just trying to like figure out uh, mm-hmm. uh bosses that i've run into where i'm just prioritizing like farming materials and stuff like that and making sure I have as much so I can continue to upgrade at the mirror. 
Yeah, I started to do that, which I think is is probably a better way to play this when you're going to play for prolonged periods. Is to kind of especially once you yourself. can consistently get past the Bone Hydra, that's a free like 150 between that and whichever Fury you fight before, of just pure of the darkness on top mm-hmm. of whatever else you get. That's why, like, it's this such a it was such a nice Steam Deck game. Like, I, I like Mike Great, had played honestly. it kind of in two in two chunks. Like, I played it. This was like my first ever PC game. It was when Mike was letting me borrow his old uh, his his old uh, PC gaming rig before I bought my own. Um, it was the first game I bought with, on my Steam account, and I you know I played on on PC for a while and was like getting to Elysium and was just, you know, never making any progress and just, you know, like, like Andrew's saying was just getting frustrated, bored, kind of bored with it. Like, you know, I just like, I don't want to just keep going through this. I hadn't really dug into what it takes to make a good build. Um, and then it was later on in preparation for this episode of switching to the steam deck where I could just mentally shift focus and do like, okay, I'm just going to do like two runs. Um, I've like, I'm going to do like a run before bed and that's it. I'm I'm going to, I'm, I'm purposely limiting how much I'm going to put into it at any one time that I actually like, again, kind of got more Zen about it and invest yourself into one run. And, and it was just able to like, kind of like, you know, the, the, the veil was lifted and I kind of could see the mechanics for what they were. And like, was, was understanding the matrix. Yeah, I was understanding more about which which boons I wanted to go for, what synergies yeah. I was trying to prioritize, when I needed to farm you got some resources time with it in that in that run instead of just like going through a bunch of runs, just filtering through you know whatever items you get just to get them to do a run. You you know you're much more thoughtful with it. And eventually, just with that process, yeah, I was I was able to consistently get to Hades every run. Um, and then it was, then it was just like, it was all about the RNG. It was in, no matter what build I was getting, I was getting to Hades, but, uh, the RNG, cause the, the killer would be, I would be on a fucking amazing run would have so many, like of my death defiance left. Like I've, I've, I've done everything like as well as I can with the RNG elements uh, at, at my disposal. And then I get to the final area, which is, which is sticks and it can be really short. It, that one can be, is not guaranteed. I mean, to any be. of those areas can be really short. I, find I don't think so. I don't think, two... I don't think that's true. I, I know at least for Tartarus, it's always 14 rooms. Um, well, yeah, Tartarus is very, there's not a lot of choice there. If you notice, a lot of the rooms have one entrance, one exit. Yeah. It's not, uh, there's not a lot of split paths to pick from. Mm-hmm. But I find like, uh, what's it, Aphidil? Asphodel. Asphodel and uh, Elysium. Elysium. If you prioritize every time you see a, a Chiron stop, mm-hmm. uh, you can get through in two stops. I've definitely gone through those in some fairly short runs by just going to two immediate, like the first two of those I see, even if I don't have coin. Because he always seems to buffer uh, a boss room. Oh, he always buffers a yeah. boss room. Yeah, you always can buy some type of bo- some type of boon before. So a boss he he room. tends to buffer uh, like the mini boss, and then the that was always the worst luck is running into some of the mini bosses. Fucking suck and can just nuke so much of your resources. But like. 
sticks was the most variable because in that many Boston sticks is probably the worst. Um, it's literally just a tiny fucking rat. Um, who, All the mini bosses uh, <laughs> just require the boon that gives you like uh, armor damage buff. He fucking sucks. Um, he's probably the worst. I I had him ruin a, an an incredible run I was on. Used all my things of death defiance in in his one little mini boss room. But like you're just you're trying to because you're fighting the you're technically not in the underworld anymore. You're you're fighting your first mortal enemies. They are uh, satyrs. And uh, they all poison you. They all have poison things. So there, and there's a little, there's this little pool in every room where you've got to, you've got to dash over, quickly hit RB or whatever, and it gets rid of the poison. But you know, proccing poison is constant, small chip damage. But like, you're just eating away at a lot of shit. So me, like, me I would when use I use all my resources, small chip damage to beat the bosses. Yes. No, that's he, the way to, that, that's the way to do me. it. No, yeah, no, bad. No. Boo, 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 boo. That's what that's illegal. But that's the all way right. you. That's the way you win the game. That's that's the the best. The best builds are things that use like the two like best boons are like are doom and hangover. hangover. Yeah. They're and when you can that, get like, both, one on special, one on attack, it's. Like I would do, like I had my. We'll get to it. Like what your favorite weapon was. Like when I would use mine, I had I had upgraded the weapon so that it it sucks. Like I would do the special that would then suck guys into me. Oh yeah, I'm suck. I'm mm-hmm. sucking all sorts sucking of dudes. Them, uh, sucking them. Sucking suck, suck, Sucking them dry. That's that's only supposed to be with Thanatos. <laughs> yeah, they they uh you know brings them in. There was a Daedalus upgrade that whenever you do the special, it would do an AOE attack. So it's like doing those two combined with Doom on the special, which then, you know, procs like 90 plus damage or whatever. It was just, you know, just mashing special over and over again, just fucking people up. That was the, the, that boon was the way for to the do spear it. that lets your special hit like bounce off seven enemies yes. when you have like Doom or something equipped to your special is just that, 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 that is was... the chef's kiss for a lot of those rooms because you can just clean up so many of the, the trash enemies. Or like when you're in Elysium, the the little spirit balls that pop out that you have to kill before they like resurrect, you can... yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a few notes here just on like uh, the production process of the game. So you know, developed by Supergiant. Has anybody ever played any of the of the Supergiant the three previous games? So it's Bastion, Isaac. No, so it's Bastion, Trent. Transistor and fire. No, I have not. I think, no, I have not either. I've, as I was looking at them, the only one that looks re- kind of interesting to me is is Bastion, and that's just from an art style. An art style perspective, it's I like the color scheme. Uh, but yeah, this was the first super giant game that I had ever played as well. Um, so this was this this game, you know, probably their biggest. I don't even probably definitively their biggest far. success <laughs> by yeah. far their biggest success i mean they're, I mean, they're yeah, a, they, a well, they announced a sequel for it pretty quick they are you know you know they are a, a well-regarded small indie studio right all those games were met with you know critical and commercial success for their for their size um but so they 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 changed things up with their development for hades before they even started they decided that they would structure the game around fan input via an early access development um it was one of the first games ever on the newly formed epic game store did you know did you know that hilarious 
that they tied this together with with the, the launch of that. Epic. And I w- I've been watching the I haven't made it all the way through, but I've been watching the the no clip documentary series on YouTube <clears throat> about the development of it. And I got to the one where they're talking about eventually moving it to, to Steam the year later. And they're like, yeah, Steam is by far our largest audience. Um, but we wanted to go with Epic because it was a smaller pool because like we don't want to alienate and piss off our actual customers. Like, <laughs> it's like the, what a great business model but it worked it worked yeah no like, I, i'm not I, i'm not not i want to i want to talk a little bit about it's just there's there's several things about this game that like make me think about it, other they also partnered with nintendo right they were a nintendi well they got to switch i think earlier than most other I th- consoles i think that I think. I think the switch was the first console for hades there's an interesting part here that is like a uh, too nerdy even for me but like Apparently, porting to consoles was complicated for them because they had to rewrite their custom game engine. Like, Matt, can you explain what's the difference between moving from C-sharp to C++? Like, what's the what's the deal there? I mean, okay, that's two different branches of C coding, so probably not the greatest transition, but not the worst. I can't really give you too much else after that. Like, I have no idea what the fuck C sharp is other than I know it uses C because it has it in its name. <laughs> no, I, I had Cutting absolute, edge analysis. <laughs> yeah, I had absolutely no idea what to, make, what to make of that. But I'm like, sure, interesting. Maybe Matt will know. Like, I, yeah. I, I use a small branch of C coding in my work, but like, like really dumbed down where I just tell a machine to go to places and do things. Uh, so what do you guys make of the early access game model? Like, what do you, the de- the development structure, what do you guys think of that? Even it's entirely from dependent on the developer. Yes, yeah. I, that is, that was a hundred percent going to be my answer for indie devs like this. I think that's a good idea for fucking Xbox. It's absolutely mm-hmm. not. That's how we, we get our development hell there, games. There, there, are just... some, there are some games that live in early access permanently. And it yeah, is that's like what not, I was about to not say. Not how like, it's supposed to be used. Yeah, Ben, what's the game you you want? You keep wanting that's been in early Baldur, access Baldur's hell Gate. for yeah, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Gate three. That, Baldur's Gate is now on year three of early access. Yeah, it supposedly comes out in August. Like, I don't believe like I don't, other I don't other believe famous it. games that like lived in early access. Uh, hell forever, like uh, PUBG. And yeah, and it oh, also okay. it, yeah, that one was early access for for a long time. It also depends how they do it. Did, like I'm assuming they did like a free early access no. period. They or they free. did a full page. No, you still have to pay it. You still have to pay, but it's like I mean, you, still, for a, you just end, end up with the game. This is 1999. It's like you know you're not paying okay. this, you're not paying seventy dollars for this. Okay, and wasn't it a different boss to begin with? It was the high. You could only get to like the Hydra. Oh well, yeah. First. I mean, at first, yeah, you could only. I mean, it, typically in the, in the early the, access, there's gated. In the original, in well, the, no, I know the, gated, the real but... first original early access build, yeah. the, the the end point was the Bone Hydra. That's as far yeah. as they had. Then they had several other updates, and then eventually they introduced Elysium and Theseus and the Minotaur. And then and it was then like twenty eighteen that it first came. It took out. them. It took them a year. It took them a year to get the the full boss structure. Yeah, plenty of changes and updates and additions even after that. But like, it took them a year of early access development to to get even that far, which I mean is a pretty good progression, you know, from other yeah. games that were you know just mentioned. Um, 
But yeah, it's like I have in general with early access, it's like, and as I was like looking into the development of this particular game, like it kind of, I was before watching say these documentaries, like getting an inside look into this particular studio. Um, I was largely on the, on the side of, I don't like early access. I don't like them. I, I, it seems to me like it's a way to, uh, it seemed that is past tense to be a way for QA. Exactly. It's just like, you know, pay your pay and hire more. Hey, you're having them pay you. It's even better. Yeah. Full-time, full-time bug testers. But like for them, for this production, the bug testing was, was, was less of what is, was like the after effect of, of what it was. This was all about, it was truly about getting fan input in and testing things like scaling and like doing kind of the that telemetry kind of data of who's picking coming up what, with the percentages for the boons and stuff like that. It's like, it's like the, who, the right who, balance. Yeah, and it's like who's picking what weapon and who, how far are they getting? What are they running up against? Are they having difficulty with this particular enemy type? Things that you really can't do even in a in a normal play test kind of uh environment right like this is a a truly wider range to see uh what what fans are 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 actually and and users are actually doing with the game to try to fine-tune it to make the best possible experience so when done like that i think it's cool i think it's interesting i myself don't like paying money for an unfinished game um particularly also and it's my main promise of having a finished game in the future and my bit is always like, uh, I'm never a repl- a game replayer. This game, however, being a roguelike is... Uh, yeah, roguelikes are infinitely replayable. Are infinitely replayable. Um, and that was like a big uh, reason of why they wanted to design this game was to embrace that replayability. Um, it's a little bit different, but like, I don't like, you know, say like, I don't want to like play the first zone that's not going to be what the actual finished experience is. To then have to replay the first zone again, um, yeah. Which is say, say why I've not gotten Baldur's Gate, uh, the you know the early access thing because it's like the first it's third some, of the game. Some developers handle that by allowing the transition of your uh, early access. Oh yeah, you can you can full. move save data, but like then again, you're not necessarily you haven't necessarily Baldur's Gate won't though. They've already re- said that Baldur's Gate says that once full game comes out, oh my god, that incredible! Oh my over. god, because there's like 50 hours of content in that in that Fantastic. first section. Oh my god, and they're not letting you carry over. We'll say people have, people have put hundreds and hundreds of hours into yeah. it because they're doing like multiple playthroughs and yeah, all that sicko it's, shit. It's That's crazy. one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, one of the hosts was lamenting. And she was just like, I want to play, but because I love Baldur's Gate, but I don't want to play for a hundred hours. And then when the full game comes out, have all of my shit go away and start over and have to replay for another hundred hours. Like, no, I, yeah. I'm, I'm I've just been like, once I learned it was early access, I'm like, no, I'm just going to wait. Um, you see, the problem is that some games have thrived off the early access model, like Fortnite. Uh, completely had a complete change of face of what the game was in early access because Wasn't it like of, a zombie shooter at first it was a tower defense zombie uh shooter thing where you would build uh thing. security systems to defend from zombies and it was originally called fortnite save the world or something like that and they released the multiplayer battle royale as like a, a spin-off of it saw that all the traffic was going there instead and then just slowly but surely put everything into the battle royale uh 
pushed away the tower defense until it was no longer part of the game. So there are instances where it's like, you could have bought the game on the premise of like, Oh, I want to buy a tower defense shooter. That sounds really (laughs) cool to me. And then uh, it becomes a free to play uh, battle Royale Royale multiplayer uh, babysitting service. (laughs) Yeah. Watching more children than parents. I think uh, I don't, there's, yeah, the the early access thing is something that I think is kind of should be used few and far between. The other thing here I think that is important is this is a studio of like 20 people. 20-ish people, So yeah. like giving them a little bit of cash flow up front mm-hmm. is probably actually like a good it's thing much, to support them. Small yeah, than- exactly. In 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 helping, you know, it's it's a little bit like doing a Kickstarter in a way for mm-hmm. for the game is kind of how I think of it. But like again, but it's when more you're tangible. About, it's even more tangible than a Kickstarter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, even you more actually tangible. have something. Yeah. Um, but again, I think you know, larger studios that do this shit. That's that is where I have no. I do not agree with that idea. Really, what, you at didn't all. sign so up like when Hasbro was beta? doing. Yeah, but like, do a beta and hire QA testers. You have enough money. You know, just it, in general, we've seen you know some of bigger studios like uh maybe not necessarily in the video game space but we've seen it with uh like the toy production and hasbro um and like yeah they have their own they have their own they have their own crowdfunding arm yeah and uh, really i didn't realize that i forget what it's called i forget we've spoken about it on an episode yeah yeah. i I, I bought i did something through it i i backed the hero quest revamp through it and it's just crazy to me that like you know i'm part uh, of the problem (laughs) <laughs> yeah thanks ben but like you know it, it's capitalizing on this crowdfunding idea and and it is at times could be like a marketing thing you know uh uh angle like you know we're gathering your input we want to hear from you like or you know we want to find out what's most popular and that you know that's why we're crowdfunding it to you know see. also a way to try to build hype twice you know you can get that initial exactly. hype on the the early launch like, yo, come in here, play this new game, you know, try it out. And then uh, two years, uh, Baldur's Gate, three years, hopefully <laughs> it's only supposed to be like six months, if that, uh, down the line, they can, you know, rebuild up the hype frame, like full launch. They did that with Grounded uh, on Game Pass. That was one that was they an Xbox it. early development. I don't uh, like how games in early access win awards. Grounded won an award <laughs> and it was still in early access. That's That's insane. I don't like that. But Matt, you're right about like the double hype. And I think, you know, that's just a uh, industry practice, uh, not specific to, um, you know, the crowdfunding, but just in general, that's like their goal is to get as many like double hype moments as they can. Uh, I think I, I truly believe that some of the um, delays in certain games are thought out for that reason to like get multiple, you know, uh, media blitzes out just, that and getting earned media <laughs> yeah no exactly and like you know uh and maybe you know getting boosts on pre-orders on two different dates um and you know how that oh you mean like how metroid prime has had pre-orders access since 2017 exactly metroid prime 4 is not a game right now huh? you know even with like Pokemon, it's one of Nintendo's true blunders that they they've avoided mostly during the Switch generation. 
that's with, with the Pokemon DLCs, we don't even have a solid date. It's just like a fucking amorphous, like some website, you know, some official websites in the US say fall, you know, 2023. Some I saw uh, that they, the Japanese uh, say they had announced know, a Pokemon January. home update for Scarlet and Violet yeah, and then they deleted the date off it because they fucked up. Uh, I didn't see that. I saw that it's the 24th, but they, I mean, they deleted like, that date. Uh, well, regardless, like you know, they there was like a, a a mystery gift event if you download if you bought and downloaded the DLC, and that mystery gift event runs until October. Like you can't even fucking play the DLC yet. It's not even we don't even have a date. I purchased it just to get the extra Pokemon, <laughs> but like that's what know, they're trying it, for. It's because you're a mark. Exactly. It's because you're yeah. a mark. No, I know I'm a mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Don't, don't deny it. But you know what I mean? Like as much media as they could get uh, at separate periods of times in order to generate revenue, whether it's like ad revenue or fucking, per, you know, sales, they're going to do it. Um, so I, I do think that they're, um, you know, big studios using the crowdsource, you know, crowdfunding, early access type things are definitely, a, 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 you know, used nefariously um, and purposefully for that reason. Speaking of nefarious activity, the only thing that the only controversy I could really see, the only backlash that I could find about this There's development process, well, no, uh, no we'll oh, get we'll, I was we'll get say to in that the game. Sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> just in its in its in its development through early access. There was a bit Who of knows, controversy. Maybe there wasn't enough seduction in that too. I mean, if you the, the the Aphrodite character model never changed, so that that was what it was from the beginning. Done. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, Smash. They, uh, they they built that one first, and then built the game around. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they walked into someone's office and like, "Hey, what have you been working on?" And they looked down like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Nothing. is their side hustle. You know, Rule Thirty Four yeah. side hustle. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there's a bit of controversy over the game's translation and localization efforts. There were complaints about poor translations that then led to some confusion if uh, Supergiant had relied upon unpaid community labor. So again, getting into our concerns about early access on on relying, oh, no. on, relying on the efforts of community. So the the real controversy is comes from basically... Uh, Someone who's not like who was not like a PR person at at uh, Supergiant, uh, you know, shooting off a, a tweet too too quickly because um, oh, it, no. it just <laughs> the the it was the after a Twitter response to the criticism, um, it just like it was not worded well and it was eventually it is still like you know Supergiant claims that would they, they pull a Kamiya from uh, Platinum, just do a. It's Japanese. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, they had they had contracted with the professional translation service that they'd worked with since developing Transistor, their second game. Hades was their fourth, so this that was their second game. But so th where the confusion came in is that they they did use community members uh, and took their input, but they did they did they claim at least that they paid and credited. Community members who quote met a certain threshold of meaningful contributions and words translated. What that threshold is was not uh, stated. So 
there's Imagine watching the credits and not seeing your name and realizing <laughs> that you weren't meaningful <laughs> after providing like a full like scene of translations <laughs> you, you did like the farce all of the farsi translations and they were like no fuck that we're, yeah we're not putting that in the game you you're not getting that credit or, or I mean, there was also doing, potentially they were doing Turkish. Like... They were doing the, the Turkish <laughs> translations. Yeah, they, they did the nope. Gumu translation. Apparently, the German one was good. Apparently, the 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 German localization was good. But like one of the ones that was criticized was the Spanish one. Um, I have two coworkers who spe- uh, speak fluent German because they're uh, dual citizens. And they'll switch to it sometimes. And I was sitting at my desk, super tired, towards the end of like, <laughs> Thursday, and they started speaking German. Am I, am I like, hallucinating? I took a moment. I was like, "What is going on? Like, I don't understand <laughs> anything." That's it's like, what is this angry We're language? In America, speak American, <laughs> God damn it! Speak, speak American. Speaking of words, how the fuck do you say the the protagonist's name? Zagreus. 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 Okay. Who is a real? Who is a real character? That is from a character, there, but but less. Uh, you know, not spoken a lot about. So this was an interesting bit that I learned that the original concept for the game had Theseus as the main character trying to escape a shifting maze, but they couldn't make the character interesting. Uh, they, they, so, so that so, sucks. So, in, so in, well, so instead they they made him, you know, uh, uh, an annoying boss. sexual vampire. They they made him an annoying boss character instead. But so they were they had some freedom here because you know due to the long standing historical cultural taboo surrounding Hades, there aren't that many myths. There aren't that many actually cataloged records of hades and the underworld you know the in the hellenic world they they didn't really talk they didn't really talk about hades it was you know it was bad juju to talk about you know the god of the underworld he'll come and get you type of thing um so zagreus is like only mentioned a few times um in the myth so it 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 gave them plenty of freedom but still a a foundation in actual myth um but so like the that uh, original idea of the, you know, the shifting maze would be a great idea for, you know, a roguelike. Um, so it made sense why that was their, their starting points. Um, but so that why they chose to go with a, a roguelike was because of their love for the idea of branching narratives, which they had done most significantly in the release prior of Pyre. Um, mm-hmm. But they basically Pyre said that of Pyre. Yeah. They, they basically said that, uh, Despite all that work that they put in, so many different permutations, all these different possibilities, trying to to you know offer replayability. That through the data that they were able to gather, it found they found that like most people still only played through it once. Um, so they're like, okay, let's do a roguelike formula to enhance that replayability, make that branching structure part of the core system that people have to engage with. Um, and it's, I want to, we can shift slightly into, I want a little bit of talk about the roguelike genre um, a little bit. We've mentioned it. Someone mentioned a little bit about it at the top. Rogue, but, roguelike, roguelite. Well, so we yeah, because well, this is technically a roguelite, right? Yes, because there's the, progression. Yeah, the fact that there is progression means that it is not a roguelike. Roguelikes, you have a blank slate every run. You know, you die, you go back to exactly how strong you were at the start of every every time but 
Hades has been so successful. Every game now that gets that gets pitched or marketed as a roguelike really is it's usually is, a roguelite. Is now and it's you could basically call them now Hades like, right? You know, that they <laughs> yeah, are it's created a genre. <laughs> it, it's it has reformed the genre. Like there are very few true roguelikes to find it. It is it is pretty much all roguelite now, where you have this constant sense of progression over time. Um that lets you build up and actually make your way through the game, which is a system I enjoy. I like I like the sense of progression. So I'm I'm curious to hear Matt's thoughts about what I'm gonna say because I I have admittedly not played many rogue likes or lights. Uh I think my most recent other example is um Wow, now I'm gonna forget the freaking Returnal. Yes, Returnal. Thank you, Matt. And I, while I think the Hades does a great job with the format, and there's a lot of fun to be had in the overworld and how they, you know, how you interact with characters, you get a lot of story from the that section, and then you know you have your runs. But I will say that Returnal for me still does it in a more continually engaging way where I could play that game for a lot longer than Hades before I start to feel like I'm just bored with doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but, which is why, which is why, again, I totally bounced off of it in terms of not in a super negative way. I didn't like say like, Oh, I'm just, I'm putting this down. I hate this game type yeah. of thing when I was playing it more like that, but it was just, the, it was just such a great handheld experience for for a for a, an hour at a time you know like i could do a run in like 40 minutes and yeah. and it was just perfect little bite size bits where i could feel like i was making progress while at the well, at the same time you know starting to understand and appreciate the mechanics more um but then go and do something else play something else that you know not get not get so frustrated yeah i think that's how this game is supposed to kind of be so the major difference between Returnal and Hades is that in Returnal, once you've beaten a boss for an area, you gain access to shortcuts that allow you to skip those areas and move on to the next one or move on to the third one mm. and not have to go through those early levels and pick up those early upgrades if you are confident enough to go straight to the third one and just start working off of like third level upgrades or second level upgrades. Instead, the game does a, a good job of keeping you at a base level where every time you teleport to an area, you get a base health upgrade and like a weapon from that zone to work with. Um, but Re Returnal is a different, um, that's Housemark, that's a Sony uh, yeah. studio. They have they have 110 employees by themselves, plus the Sony network above them. That's uh, yeah, over the shoulder third person. You know, there's a lot of verticality in Returnal. Yeah, you, you're also of... you're also biased against isometric games. I, I am, and I was gonna say mm -hmm. I hate the isometric camera parts of this game. It fucks me up. <laughs> See, this is I love I, I isometric am, so, too. and I love the uh, the art style. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I, I was say I I'm not a fan of isometric all the time as well, but this one never bothered me. And I think part of it is the art style. It was a well, know, they they a did a good job of. Yeah. Typically, these 2D roguelites, uh, like Binding of Isaac or something like that, uh, they're typically just 
square rooms cubes where you come in one door and then the three other walls have other doors and you do the stuff in the room and you go through one it randomly generates as you go through they did a good job of masking the cube feel by morphing how the room lays out even though you still end up with one area coming through and one two three places you go out and you know randomly stacking them but they help make it not feel like you're just sliding over a box is how I always like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like the diorama feel of some of those, where it's just well, like you're in a cardboard box that you're sliding across the top of. They do and, a good job of making the uh, area dynamic. And now knowing that it was a you know originally based as a um, or you know started as like the this maze runner type game, you know trying to get through the maze, you could see how at least some of those nice. features are uh, added on to. You know, so it's not a box. There are a lot of like, you know, um, kind of corridors that you get funneled through to get to your I enemies. I think why it feels a dynamic. A lot of rooms have double entrances too, where you can see yeah. that it's designed to have multiple I feel, entry I think, points. I think why it feels so dynamic is is something I learned from watching this documentary again. Is that uh, you hear a lot saying like, oh, that you know, this is like you know uh as like a roguelike game it's like the levels are are procedurally generated um that it's like that it's that it, it's not these are curated spaces these are yeah. they have I've, I've run into the same spaces i definitely and it's like they, they will move different parts of them and they will like yeah. have the entrances coming from different ways there are multiple pathways um that uh you know make it feel fresh um, are the enemies procedurally generated or is it all i think it i think it picks from a set group of encounters that a space can have okay because there is there is some randomization of will you run into the the levels mini boss right um that that's always the same and it's always in the same room um but they're saying like oh yeah no we've placed everything important like so to vibe with the art style like to make sure that lighting is correct and you know, so there's never this kind of disconnect with that. So everything is kind of meticulously curated, which I wanted to like uh, talk a little bit about as well, just the how impressive this type of development, like, you know, the actual nuts and bolts of this development is of this type of, of branching structure, like the tech, what must, what must go into technically making this possible? Like they talk about like how, you know, there's like over 20,000 lines of dialogue. Uh, that they have that they have recorded for this but it's like they have this incredibly complex matrix going on that's like tracking what you what Done. conditions what conditions you've yeah. met like you've met this npc yeah. at this time to then which then would trigger this one so an example would be like have you guys met the npc in in asphodel yes Eurydice. I've met uh, all the NPCs the, so far. The muse. Uh, so like, it's like you, you meet Eurydice and then she mentions Orpheus. And then when you die yes. and go back, he then you can bring, yes, he will then talk about it. And so it's, you can bring him back. Yeah. So there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of these interactions that go on that. How complex this fucking web structure is. Like, I'm kind of in awe of how they're able to do that while, and say, well, there's back stuff on the top art of stuff. that it's too. Incredibly where depending curated. on the the god boons you've received, you can get a uh, duo uh, duo boons. boons. Yeah, duo boons. Yeah, and it's, they're usually linked between gods and goddesses who have some sort of connection through mythology. Yeah, whether it be you know brother and sister with uh, Athena and Ares, 
Because mm-hmm. that's the one I get a lot because yeah. I typically am just loaded with Ares and Athena boons. See, Athena, Athena is this is just now a detour to strategy. You guys, you gotta you gotta equip Athena's keepsake at the start of a run to get her dash deflect ability. Yeah, you want to get her her dash deflect ability as soon as possible. That should be like the core the the core foundation of any build. And then it's like my order would go would go Athena's keepsake to get her to get the deflect. Second level would be Ares boon to get uh to get doom and then and then the third one i would maybe play a little bit with um i maybe, like artemis you know, for the critical bonus artemis is cool but i would like play with another one that wasn't necessarily boon related i would like play with something else um maybe with like the one that just gives you extra health or whatever just to make me a little bit more survivable and then and then the, starting the real the fo- big one is to get the uh, uh aphrodite uh fountains full heal yes and then that is that's big and then saver and then you do uh and then i would do on the when i got to sticks i would put on skelly's lucky tooth uh who would which gives you a a a weaker but but still another death additional yeah um you know again a whole nother aside incredible like the amount of talent that went into this game into the development is is perhaps best personified by the audio designer for this game. The music is great. You know, it does all the scoring, all the, you know, does recorded and produced all the, all the music did all the mixing, all that. He all, this guy also voiced Zagreus and Skelly. Hilarious. Amazing. He did, he did, he did oh, the voice acting for, for both of them. It's Dude, insane. The, this game is incredibly impressive in my opinion for the, what, this studio is like it like 20 25 people like made this game is just pretty pretty wild to me um and it was game of the year the year it came out right yeah it didn't yeah. win at the game awards it won several uh, okay. it was nominated wow. and it won several it it won several game of the year awards um but yeah released to near universal acclaim on its full on its 1.0 launch it was nominated won various awards yeah it was a nomination uh for for game of the year but won best indie at game of the awards yeah at, 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 at the game awards um sold 700,000 copies during early access and another 300,000 wow. within 3 days of 1.0 launch putting it over the million mark i wonder how that so. compares with their other titles yeah, I'm pretty sure it's much better. Yeah, yeah. So all- I, I'm just like curious. The, <laughs> to, like, the in, magnitude in, of better <laughs> in one yeah. day of the 1.0 launch, did they exceed the sales of any of their other games? Lifetime would be the. Yeah. But uh, the real question here, and we've been hinting at it, or I have just been dropping it the entire time, is who have y'all seduced? Oh, so I had I have a list of questions here, and so one was one was going to be. Uh, uh, your your romance choice uh who do you who do you who do you your romance uh even if you've got if you've gotten to it or not who do you choose to romance there are only two choices there are uh, three choices who's the third i've only seen i've only when i was looking it up i only see i only see the two there's thanatos megara and dusa i was gonna say can you romance dusa <laughs> that's you awesome ab- and you can absolutely <laughs> romance romance all three of them simultaneously yeah, because I know there was a whole bit. Of, yeah, you can be poly. You can do a polygamous relationship you, you can, with Thanatos can do, and 
it can be in a it's very woke game Greek mythology was uh, yeah, no, knowing with woke mind virus, <laughs> no, knowing knowing uh, that you can bunch you of blue haired uh, freaks that you can uh, that you can romance Dusa. That would obviously be my choice. But like before knowing that one, I went Megara because yeah, because Thanatos feels weird because you you basically until the start of the game. Zagreus thought Nyx was his mother. Like they would have yeah. been half siblings, you know. Like, like Thanat. Like, well, which doing, again Steph, bro? doesn't doesn't stop doesn't doesn't <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't stop the Greeks. The Greeks, yeah. But no. uh, wouldn't stop the pantheon. Got stuck but, in the laundry machine. But for me, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Eh, like it's like basically, you like you grew up like thinking that you guys were brothers. Like that's 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 weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's the what are you talking about? That's the ultimate lust. If you go to Pornhub. <laughs> Uh, I had someone explain to me that that was social programming to uh, <laughs> by aliens to get us used to having to like reproduce in captivity in space. Oh God, it makes yeah. makes a certain amount of sense. I want to meet this uh, person. That's a good. I one. went Dusa. Amazing, <laughs> because I love the fact that she gets all bashful and runs away. Yeah, she she is she's a great NPC. Ooh. Yeah, no, it was Megara for me for. Yeah, I al- I've also started working on Megara, but I've been invested in Dusa. I've been, I've, I've, uh, you know, she gave me nostalgia feelings for Megara from the animated Hercules. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a brunette guy, um, so Megara from Hercules was was up there for me. Have you beaten the? Have you met the other Furies? Yeah, I have. I have uh, I've, uh, beaten all of them. Yeah, there. I find the the was it Stephanie? Is that the the yeah. murder one? Yeah. Um, she's the easiest. She's actually the easiest yes. to beat. Um. The the other Electo. one, Electo, is like I go back and forth between her and Meg to see who who which one is more difficult. They're so similar; it's not really much different to me. There's a little bit difference that like that uh Electo is a little, bit, pool a, little is bit, a little bit more aggressive. It's just a little bit more aggressive. Um yeah, but she also summons the fatsos, which are slightly more annoying as an enemy than, than the big than I, the big hate the, I hate those fatsos. I hate them. I hate those. I, I wanted to I, ask you. Can you can stun guys lock about them that. if they don't have armor, but when they're when they're armored, they're annoying. Yeah, they 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 and they do a, a, a bigger chunk of damage. Yep. Yeah. And they can move very far. Yes, that was a, that, you guys are getting to a bunch of my questions without me even okay. having to ask. That was one of Perfect. them. Was your least favorite, your least favorite enemy type. Yeah, unanimously, that's the fatties. Those nah. guys, I, I got, I got used to them. Armored chariots, Never. armored chariots, kind of suck. I actually didn't like my least. One of my least favorites are the little mini chariots that blow up yeah, in your face when you hit suicide them. bombers. So you yes. got, the only way to deal with those is the deflect sprint. You just sprint through yeah. them and it, it kills them and it shoots them away from you. It's the only way to deal. Or if with you them. have like I had hangover on special and then special hit seven and I would throw one, it would ping off all of them and take their armor out and then get them with hangover, and you could just run away and they'll die to that. The uh, the the crystal mini boss in Tartarus fucking sucks. Uh, but honestly, I think it's the uh, it's some of the some of the enemies in sticks are are some of the worst. They yeah, I've uh, not gotten there, but 
the the rats spit poison at you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, through. any rat. Come on, just any rat. We you got to kill it. They're the uh, worst. Um. Okay. So we've already talked about how far you've gotten. Uh. Let's see here. Oh, favorite god. Favorite favorite gods and you know NPCs in general. We've kind of talked a little bit about NPCs, but so we could focus it more on favorite gods. Favorite god depictions. I'm always a fan of Bacchus. I think they did a good job with his uh, Dionysus. Yeah, he's Dionysus. Yeah, yeah. They're interchangeable. Canceled. You're you're you're, 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 you're (laughs) enough of your Romanization. Get out of here. (laughs) Just thinking of Bacchanalias. Um, I do wish. I I go back and forth of. I like depictions of like the uh, jovial, like young Adonis, like Bacchus, or like the you know, drunken, gouty uh, <laughs> box, Bacchus, uh, Dionysus. But, I mean, it, I think they did a good job with, like, the Adonis type, you know, uh, of him, and I, I enjoyed it. I'm Team Artemis. Artemis, is such, a, like the Artemis is, is such a petty yeah. bitch. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. And yeah, that that is true to the mythology. Me. She's supposed to be like stern, stubborn, like you know, petty, like that. Like, you know, th- I think they did a really good job uh, nailing some of the the. I'll, I'll also shout out chaos, though. Chaos is cool. I like doing chaos right I at mean, the beginning of a Tartarus run and doing the like five room blackout, but get like a forty percent damage boost for the rest of the run. Yeah, because most of them are like there's some obviously the better ones are harder to ignore but like yeah. the majority of them it's just like oh yeah just don't do the thing that triggers the the thing at the be- at, at the round you know it's like oh you get hit for damage every time you do your special if you okay. cast don't cast okay yeah, just don't don't cast for a few few rounds okay that's not dope. yeah because one of them is like the one of the key ones was like you know you get hit for damage every time you cast but at the end you get an extra cast and it's like okay cool i'll do that there was one that's uh a huge like 25 percent shorter dash but after the fact, uh, yeah, you get yeah, an, yeah. a third dash for the entire run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That's cool. That's that's a big one. Um, it's like, oh, cool. In Tartarus, where the rooms have like three enemies apiece, that's easy. Uh, I'm, I like Achilles a lot. He's up there for me. Aphrodite. He's a homie. I mean, yeah. Aphrodite. No, no doubt. No doubt. And then no, uh, we, we I were mean, all Nyx, dancing around. I like Nyx, too. Oof, Nyx. Mommy. Yeah, goth mommy. <laughs> um, Serious. But yeah, vibes. yeah. I do. I do like. Uh, I do like hypnos. Hypnos is funny. Um, but yeah, I think like some of my favorites are like hypnos and uh, and Hermes. Hermes, you know, with the motor mm-hmm. mouth. Yes, yeah. Her- Hermes is funny. I I love the um, Hermes boons uh, kind of disappoint me, but yeah, I mean, there's one that I guess we can dovetail into the next question is one that I didn't really do. There's like a, there's a boon synergy you can do that like um, ups your damage shit with every time you get a speed boost and that's like tied to like a lot of Hermes things plus something from the well of Charon where you, you get like the something Iker and it just yeah. increases your speed and like you just do stupid damage. So people would pair that one with the gun, which was by far my <laughs> my least favorite weapon. I fucking hated yeah, that. Yeah, having weapon. to remember to reload. I yep. hated it. I hated that weapon, but like when you have your speed, I'm never on the right stick in that game. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so that's that's the next question. Favorite and least favorite weapons, and then boons and build your overall build. What was? We'll start with weapon. What was your what was your go to weapon? Go to's the spear for me, no doubt. I, I really enjoy the spear still. I am also a casual spear spear enjoyer. <laughs> I've tried you know. the fists. I think I could get used to the fists. I've basically gotten to the point where I'm gonna start trying the other weapons out more mm-hmm. because I keep getting to Theseus and the Minotaur, so I might as well like change other parts of my run other than just the boon builds. I like the shield too, to be honest. The shield I do like the shield. The shield and the bow were probably my favorite. I hate the guns. The the, gun, the reload was terrible. The gun sucks. The gun sucks. Yeah. Um the uh I was a shield user for a while. I mean I I yeah. like the shield and the spear are both good because you have the options for close and long range you have a yes. you have a melee and a, a range you can attack. Get an attack upgrade for the spear that makes your uh basic attack 40 percent longer and does 40 percent more damage at range and you can basically hits and poke things oh. to death yeah i mean i i i uh it was it became too slow for me the fists were like became like are in my opinion the undisputed uh, undisputed DPS kings. The each hit does obviously a little bit less damage, but you can do so many more, so many more of them in that succession that you can. Uh, it's, I mean, you just gotta be. It's just like about being bold and doing your attack. So com- combining that with like a a dash ability that does damage, that like you're just you're just you're just bobbing and weaving. You're just dash 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 punch 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 dash 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 punch punch punch. You know, it's just it's really quick, frenetic, and uh, you're just putting out an insane damage output with some with some pretty good boons, like the the ones I described earlier, like you know, or like the Daedalus Hammer that creates an AOE attack on the special, the the upgrade to the gloves that that uh, sucks guys into you. Oh yeah, um, that you know that 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 uh, you know brings brings far away targets in. It's its own version of kind of a ranged attack. Um, and then, and then, you know, putting some, putting something like doom on that, which just like, you know, procs an insane damage buff on top. Yeah. Once you get doom up to like level five and it's doing like 140, 150 plus damage a proc. Yeah. And then, and then you can also get like a chaos boon that, that it would be something like you, the normal, the normal glove attack, it's like a four hit combo and it's like 20, 20, 30. 35 or something they're lower you can do a, a a chaos boon that it turns into three three hits but each one does more damage than the the base one so it's it's a nice little trade-off so it's like you can do a whole lot of damage in a really short amount of time which is why i i ended up liking it because it's just speed is is the name of the game i remember seeing a lot yeah. of discussion that the bow was like the most popular I struggled with the bow because like the in the same with the the same with the spear, the amount of time it takes to draw it back and aim to aim a regular shot with the bow. I would just take too much damage. Oh, see, I would just I dash a lot and then just shoot, dash and shoot, dash and shoot. Boom, 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 boom. It's almost like a pinball just fucking shooting people. It's the fact that you have to like aim it was just too was just 
there's too many more inputs, you know, too much input that could just go wrong to open me up. Now, for the, the only thing that was attack. too much input for me was any of the held attacks, like the, the spin attack or anything sure. like that. Those, like those took sword, way like too long to get charged up, charge. right? Yeah. To be useful in like the instances you See, want them. Shield charge is the one that's different because when you do a shield charge, you're blocking attacks from yeah. the front as well. Yeah. You have defense, so it kind of takes that into account. Ben, did you uh, have you only done one full run, or have you done mm-hmm. multiple? No, I uh, one one full run was enough for me because at the same time, again, it's like I I am not a huge replayer of games. Yeah. They give you plenty of story reasons why you want to keep yeah, going. To keep going, yeah. I, I just I just looked that. it up. I just looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> I did the same thing <laughs> last night when I realized I was not going to beat it. I was like, yeah, I better just watch, watch the YouTube and see what happens here. Now you just yeah. got to watch the YouTube for seducing Dusa. I, I do. I, I do well need to may. watch that. Yeah, I do need to watch that. going to go into incognito mode. I'm, I am sad. We have not mentioned one of my favorite characters yet, and that's Cerberus. Oh, uh, the goodest boy! Game game I automatically love interacting atten- with him. Game automatically a ten out of ten because you can pet mm-hmm. the dog, and you I just get a love you for petting the dog. Yeah, and the responses you get when you pet, like, it's just like it's the the voice. It's not. I know it's not voicing the dog, but it just is like this kind of hyper serious. His inner monologue. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's just great. I hope I don't hope this isn't spoiling it to to anybody, but. Uh, when you get to when you get to uh sticks it's basically it's like you walk up and it's like the door is right there but who's standing in front of you who's the last line of defense cerberus um so it's like in like the first time you're there it's like you know don't make me fight you boy don't make you and it's like it's about like they're about to like you know go go head to head but uh but then they just laugh they laugh it off (laughs) And so what you're doing, what you're doing is you're going through and you're, you're, you're finding a bunch of, uh, a a smelly bag of, uh, of stator parts that are Cerberus's favorite snack. Um, (laughs) so it's, you're just, you're, you're, you know, in exchange for him letting you go, you've got to get him a treat. You've got to get the good boy treats. Nice. Uh, so favorite treats. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how the, the lat, there is no. There is no final boss for that for that area. It's just if you run into the tiny rat mini boss who fucking sucks. Oh my god, that level, <laughs> that room killed at least two at least two really good runs of mine. I was so so sad. Ben's uh, only a little bitter about that fucking rat. The goddamn tiny that rat. That sniveling fucking Cuz like all the other rats you fight are like big and you know like you know they're very large. They're they're ROUSs, rodents of unusual size. Um but then it's like when you get to this room it's just like a little tiny rat and they do a thing it's like, "Oh, like how bad could this thing be?" And then it just like fucking drops like a missile of poison on you and it's just fucking insane. And the thing has so much health and a shit ton of armor, and it's just absurd. That's a New York rat that made it down to Tartarus. That yeah. evaded Eric Adams. The, the rat, rat czar. Yeah, the rat czar has fallen down on their duties. Yeah. Um, from what you guys have played, best boss fight. Bone Hydra. I agree. I think Bone Hydra is it, it changes the most run to run. 
Yeah, there is a lot of variety yeah. in the in the heads that shoot up and what they do. I'd agree with that one. And also well, even the can, main head, because one main head can summon, one main head uh has a like uh pull shit down from the ceiling. Yeah, and he's like he changes his look up a lot and Zagreus yeah. points it out, which is good. Yeah. Um, Skelly Skelly's my favorite boss. Because <laughs> he, he is a boss, just taking hits, standing there, giving you gifts, being nice to you. There's a trophy for killing him 15 times. Favorite favorite myth. I love that. I love that Matt knows the trophies. I love I just that's perfectly on brand. What was uh favorite myth reference? I have to be paying it more attention to that for this. And it's like I I ask it realizing that I had I had thought up an answer, but then kind of forgot to write it down. I mean, Um, the one that had me snapping and pointing at the screen like leo was persephone the reveal of um his true mother Mm. theoretically through paperwork uh sisyphus is cool i I always love running into sisyphus that's Mm. that was that was what i was gonna say was i liked i like when i ran ran into sisyphus just just feel bad for the poor guy he's chipper he's he's he he uh He 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 shoulders that with uh you know with 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 stoicism. Yeah. I did like, like Orpheus. A good Greek man should. Yeah, I did. I did like Orpheus and Eurydice. I like that. I just freed Orpheus, so I haven't had much interaction. Aside, my dude, my dude, court musician who never plays any music. It's not until like the very end that you can get him to actually start playing music again. So that that's a good one. Thanatos um, is pretty cool. I like I like his introduction and how he works of the like the combat uh challenge like who can kill more. Yeah. It's a nice change up to the the levels. He only beat me a couple times. I mean, I do I do like my first one. I do like that Theseus and the Minotaur kind of are a are a boss together. That's bros. Or it's like they they were enemies in in real life yeah. but then I I love how much of a dick Theseus is. I think and how, how dumb yeah. he is. I, I, it's great. It is. It He's is perfect, very, Chad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think those are like all my major questions. We've we've gotten the other ones already. Um. Overall, kind of final thoughts. What uh, what are where do we stand on Hades and and Super giant games, roguelike games. Will we be playing Hades too when it comes out? Definitely be playing Hades too. Uh, I are we given a rating? Don't tend to do ratings for yeah, games. I, was I, say, I don't sure. think we've rated. I wasn't any sure. Of the, no, we've not. Um, but no, it's definitely a game I enjoy. I'll play the second, the sequel. I've picked up other rogue lights um, since played ship of fools or you know and that's another one that i pick up play with my girlfriend sometimes um because it's two player um yeah that one goes on sale know. on sale on steam several times you know quite frequently but i have not i have not definitely worth to, it to pick it up it's fun it's a cuter version it's you know uh kind of like what matt said some of the other roguelites of you know that you're in just a room this you're on the ship shooting the you know the enemies outside so it doesn't have that dynamic 
You have um, to play with two people like you no, do you play in, one. like you do with It Takes Two. No, you could you could play with just one person. Um That's how I, uh Remnant of the Ashes works. Where you can play Remnant of the Ashes single player, you can play it uh I think up to four player. Uh which is a quote unquote souls like roguelite uh shooter. Oof, too much. Too much folks. Yeah. Too much. It's getting a sequel too. Remnant two. Too much. I think it looks inter I think Hades two looks interesting. Um I don't exactly know what the whole story element is. Like, you know, how did you go through the whole game not knowing he had a sister or something? Where's she been this whole time? It's <laughs> like the whole story is about, you know, this severely dysfunctional family. Is this yeah. way down the line where, you know, this is this is like his sister that was born after Hades and Persephone's were Persephone were reunited? Like, is she a full sister? Is she a half sister? Probably a half sister is my guess. Lots of questions. That's a, you know the typical tropes go. Will you be able to romance Zagarius? Zagarius. What the fuck? Why can't you? Zagarius. Zagarius. No, you're still wrong. You're still Zagreus. saying it wrong. Zagarius. <laughs> it's not like the, it's not like people don't say his name in the game. You know. Yeah. Not like yeah, just, they just left name. up for for interpretation. They say it quite frequently, except for Hades, who only just refers to him as boy. Yeah. I'll I'll end up playing the sequel. This got me enough. I'm gonna finish at least one run. I know the trophies because I've looked through the list to see if it's worth trying to pursue. And fuck no. Because <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff about like you know the the there's like the heat mechanic where you like make yeah. the run more difficult and like what's the most ridiculous trophy that you that you that you saw? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I was looking at it last night at like one in the morning. Delirious, hitless <laughs> run. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this game has a lot going on for it. I, I I think the art style, the music are all great. Um, isometric is like its biggest fault for me. It really is. <laughs> I do think we I still agree with Andrew that I think Returnal is a better roguelite than this. But it's hard to compare apples to apples. Yeah, they're, they're, like production value. Yeah, yeah, it's not a completely fair comparison. Um. I will it's also probably... two different methods of storytelling. Yes, yes, a very different method of storytelling from between the two. Um, I will continue to try and play Hades. I, I want to get a solid run, and I'm sure I'll eventually pick up the second when I see it on sale. But it won't be a day one for me. Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll but it'll be cheap enough. I'll wait for a sale. Yeah, it's not going to be a. It's not a sixty dollar game, so no. Yeah, we I think we are you know we all really enjoyed this game. It was a it, it was a a feat on many levels. I think on its production and its development and what they were able to what what this small studio was able to create should be you know they should all be you know really proud of their accomplishments. People were surprised that they decided to do a sequel. Like they have not done sequels. They've just done their game and moved on moved on to the next thing. I mean. When you look at the percentage of their success based on game, like <laughs> sale, yeah. it's no wonder they're making a sequel. I would, yeah, but that, too. but that's usually the corporate, you know, the corporate brain. You know, it's it's a little unfortunate to see the corporate brain taking over the indie studio. I, you know, they've 
you know, proven their pedigree, you know, I think over and over again now. So, you know, I'd like them to be able to be as creative as they, as they can and as they want. It seems like someone there at that studio has a, uh, you know, a big love for Greek mythology that it, you know, started as a Theseus game and then uh, went to what it was in Hades. So it kind of doesn't surprise me that they're trying to stick with it. I mean, it'd be cool if games and stuff could ex- like explore other mythologies at some point. Like, right. sure, I'm, I'm not going to complain. I do enjoy, you know, my Greek mythos, but it'd be nice to like see Eastern. something else. You know, like maybe go like a like a Quetzalcoatl and a Aztec culture would be that a would cool. Be cool. I mean, yeah, again, I, so you ask for all these things again. Monkey's paw curls and Ubisoft yeah. makes is making all, all <laughs> the, of these the, the and, Polynesian game. Yeah, is making all of these uh, these Assassin's Creed games where they are you know don't actually it's just a bunch of French assholes uh, making these various games on different cultures. Just uh, yeah, just wait putting... to see the French's take on French Polynesian Revolution. Yeah, so be careful what you wish for. The the assassin is going to be from the perspective of the French. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somehow somehow the Templars have uh you know have been infiltrated. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I they think that missionaries ahead of time. Boom, done. <laughs> right in the game forum. I think that does it for us today. This was a a fun episode. This was uh, a fun time playing through the game. I was incredibly satisfied when I actually did get my successful run. Um, Something like 50% of players have done a successful run. If you look at the trophy list, the pretty pretty, high completion rate. That's pretty good. I mean, it's this, it's the reality that that's technically not completing the game, right? You know, it's it's just the, the, a traditional player getting one ending and then being done with it. Right, which is very rare. What, like 5%? A normal game is like, you know, 10% or something like that of people who actually it finish depends. a game. Uh, like, God of War was like a 30 or 20, high 20s percent to get full. That's still wild that the, yeah, that, that many people really will pay a seven, pay $70 for a game and not see it. No, see the, it, the wild it one the is when you look at a game's uh, trophy list. And you look at the trophy associated with the first story beat or the first boss yeah, or whatever. The drop off and you see that. like 60%. Yeah. Or I don't understand how people like have, six, yeah. have that level of disposable income that they can just, you know, be okay with with you know wasting that much money and not, you know, getting their return on investment, you know, in terms of it's actually one of the things games are still the most expensive, you know, type of like singular entertainment. But when it comes down to hours versus hours offered versus the, you know, the price or the cost per hour, it's the best deal in entertainment. Yeah. Absolutely. Sound like you're going to, you know, have a pitch for, uh, (laughs) you're going over to EA or something change up their slogan they don't need my help um all right but i think that'll do it for us today folks you can come check us out as we play some of these games for the podcast live either on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades or over on the youtube channel i am currently playing through a game on my own that maybe will be on next week's stream after this episode gets published we'll see about that but then afterwards i'll be free from dnd so so, but either either I'll be streaming Demon Souls that I'm that I'm playing currently, or I will be starting 
uh, near automata for our next month's episode. Um, so you can you can be on the lookout for for various gaming content like that on those various Thursday's channels. Stream title should be monsters or mommies. You decide. Say so I already have I already have one for I already have one stream title. It's uh, I'll, I'll I'll spoil it now. It's automata asphyxiation. <laughs> uh, so can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Uh, I will see you all in the future. Good night. Good gaming. Thank you very much. We love you, folks. Bye bye. Bye.